Welcome to the Peak City Podcast. We're your hosts, Shane Reese, Nick Bryant, Alexis Jensen, Leif Jensen, Amber Keister, and I am Heather Taylor. And today we are bringing you something brand new, my friends. We are bringing you some historical stories of Apex. And I don't know what we're going to call this series. What do you think, Amber? I don't know, maybe Apex History for folks who know nothing about Apex? I don't know, Apex History for newcomers? What do you think, Heather? For people who don't even really like history? Like, I'm not even a history person, but these stories sound super interesting to me. And, um, I mean, History of Apex, I don't know what to call it. I think we should maybe let the listeners decide. That's a great idea, Heather. I'm all for making somebody else do our work. There you go. We'll uh, we'll post it on social media and see if you guys have an idea for what the title of this little series will be. But essentially, our aim is to bring the history of Apex to life for you through really uh, engaging storytelling. Well, we have got some fabulous guests for this first couple of episodes. We are going to speak to Warren and Toby Holloman. The Holloman brothers grew up in Apex and are the authors of the definitive history of our town. And the book is called Pluck, Paint, and Perseverance. Warren is a retired professor of behavioral science at the University of Texas Anderson Cancer Center. He's also a frequent moth storyteller and in his spare time, he also manages the Apex is Amazing Facebook page. Warren lives in Houston, and he is joining us today with his brother, Toby, who is a retired minister, lives in Apex now. And he'll tell you a little bit more about how he came to live in Apex again. Toby joins Heather in the studio, and I cannot wait to hear from these two great storytellers. Yeah, and I thought it was, when we were talking to them, they were so humble about having gone to college in Boston. Uh, But then when we pressed them a little more, where did they go to college? Harvard University. So these two um, are, you know, well-educated historians. They know all kinds of stuff about APEC. Amber, why don't you welcome them in? All right. Warren and Toby, welcome to the Peak City Podcast. We're so thrilled that you're with us today, and uh, the first thing that we'd like to ask you guys is just to tell us a little bit about you both and your connection to Apex. Well, uh, I'll start. This is Toby. I I live in the same house that I grew up in. In fact, uh, we moved into that house seven weeks after I was born, uh, moving from Raleigh to Apex back to my father's home region, I Yes. So I uh, started there in 1952. I attended Apex Baptist Church during my childhood. I played Little League Baseball and a little bit of Pony League as well. I was a Boy Scout for 10 years and at Apex Troop 209. I played football for the Apex Junior and Senior High teams at the White School. Back in those days, the schools were segregated. I then went off to college after graduating from high school in 1970 and went to Boston. And there I met my future wife. We got married in 1977, lived in Boston for a while. Uh, I was uh, in seminary, uh, trained to be a minister. And if you're a minister, often you have a very uh, uh, peripatetic life journey. And so we went from Boston to North Carolina, 
then down to Houston, Texas, where I worked on a degree there, and then up to Dallas, Texas, and then down to southwest Florida, and then finally ended up in northeastern Pennsylvania, where I uh, served as an administrator in the United Church of Christ for 15 years, and then retired about 10 years ago, and my wife and I, uh, by then our two sons had grown up and they were doing their own thing, but we retired and moved right back into the house that I was born into. Wow, so you ended up back in the house that you grew up in? I'm in the house today. I, I can close my eyes and walk around, and, and as long as no one's moved a chair, you know, I know exactly where I am and where to go. You got that place now? Wow. After <laughs> 70 years, you, you learn. Yeah, I guess. That's amazing. <laughs> and I'm Warren, the, the little brother. And, well, first of all, uh, Heather and Amber, thank you. I'm delighted to be here and honored. Apex has such an amazing history, and Toby and I are looking forward to telling some of those stories. But as the little brother, I did pretty much everything Toby did, the scouts, the school, the church, the little league sports. In fact, to give you a taste of how small a town Apex was, I had two little league baseball coaches. This was back in the middle 60s. Within Over the next 10 to 20 years, both of them, Larry Jordan and James Austin, would be mayors of Apex. So that's how small a town Apex was. It was a good childhood. I mean, who gets to have the mayor of the town for your your mentor when you're 10 or 11 years old? Yeah, you, you were already networking at 10 or 11 years old. Oh, oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'm still in touch with those men. They, they were wonderful men. That's awesome. Um, one difference with Toby, yes, I attended Apex High School, but desegregation started the fir- my first year of high school. And so as I look back on that, I realized that that was, from a history perspective, that was one of the most important moments in Apex's history, and I feel so fortunate to have been a part of it. Um, I think it was a shining moment in Apex's history because all things considered, I think the town handled it very well. But it was also a shining moment, I guess, for myself. Uh, looking back, that was perhaps the most formative experience of my life. Uh, many of the values and priorities I have today have been shaped by living through that moment of history. Excellent. I, I'm sure you'll share more about that in some of your stories in future episodes, and I look forward to hearing about that. I would love to. Yeah, absolutely, Toby. Uh, and both of you talked a little bit about how your father grew up in this area as well. How long has the Holloman family lived in Western Wake? I'll give a definitive answer. A long time. (laughs) (laughs) He would say a long time. Sometime around the year 1800, give or take, maybe 10 years either way, the Hollomans came to Buckhorn. Buckhorn is the township in the far southwest corner of Wake County. It's that area between New Hill and Holly Springs. Uh, The home place, uh, if you want to see where the home place used to be, the farm, it's on the shore of uh, Harris Lake, there by the Sharon Harris plant. Gotcha. uh, In the park. Wow. And uh, my father's mother was a Holland. And the Hollands, best we can tell, came that early, if not earlier. They lived there mostly along Avent Ferry Road which is between Holly Springs and Holloman's Crossroads. 
these were so, all quite old uh, communities, much older than Apex. Uh, Apex didn't really get started till after the Civil War. But these other communities, such as the one that our ancestors grew up in, New Hill and Holly Springs, the actual place where our ancestors grew up uh, was, was called Holloman's Crossroads. Salem, Olive Chapel, Swift Creek, Wops, even Frogtown. These are all much older than Apex itself. We'll flesh e- that out. There's Eno, Fairview, Green Level, yeah. Wops. They're all much older than Apex. I have a feeling that listening to the stories that you guys tell, all the things that I've learned just being here for the last 10 years are really going to come together. Um, <laughs> and I'm really excited about that. So speaking of, can you tell us a little bit about how you got interested in history in general and more specifically Apex history? Well, actually, it was Dad who was first interested in the history of the area. Yeah, as, as we said, he grew up way out in the country. And he was exposed to a lot of family history because the family had been there a long time. He was exposed to a lot of great storytellers, and he passed a lot of those stories on to us. And he was exposed to a lot of interesting history. I'll give you one good example. Um, the Civil War ended in his backyard. That's what I like to say. When the Civil War ended, Sherman's troops were camped all around western Wake County, waiting for General Johnston to surrender. And a regiment camped right across the creek from the farm where he grew up, down at Holloman's Crossroads. He always said he grew up exploring the rifle pits of Sherman's army. That was his playground. We later learned in life that what he was really exploring was something that rhymed with pit. Um, but you see, in those days, when you have a company of thousands of men, you don't dig a single latrine, you dig a long ditch, and you put a log up on the side of it, and the men sit there and do their business into the ditch. Well, Dad used to brag at how many artifacts he found as a kid exploring those rifle pits, but he was really exploring something else. We still have some of those artifacts today. Cleaned up. <laughs> but Dad was also, I should say, he was very curious about life outside the rural community and like that big town down the road, Apex. Yeah, he used to tell us stories of his impressions of what was going on in the world outside of Holloman's Crossroads. And, and there were a number of things that were going on that he didn't understand or he wanted to find more information about. There was the... Um, a group called the Baldwin Gang, and they roamed all over central North Carolina back in the teens and 20s. They were quite notorious. People were afraid of them, uh, and they were somewhat, uh, I guess there was a certain attraction to them and to their story or whatever it was that somewhat forthcoming at this point. We'll tell the full story later. Um, they were bootleggers, and they were very good at doing their job. But Dad was curious about that, so I I distinctly remember when we started on this project to write a history of Apex, him saying, one of the things I want you to find out about is the Baldwin gang. Who were they? Where were they from? Why did they do what they did? And so that's part of our, our research. It's an amazing family that has done more good for the town of Apex than just about anybody else. But they do have this other side that Toby uh, mentioned. So I've always thought the Baldwin family should be the subject of a Hollywood movie. Maybe we'll tell that story sometime. 
Well, now you have to because I'm extremely interested in hearing that story now. I preached a whole sermon on it one time. Really? Yes, I did. Actually, in Cary. Well, so in 1972, in the summer of 72, we were about a year before Apex's centennial celebration, 100 years of existence, of formal existence as a town of Apex. And Dad having grown up in the Apex area, having graduated from Apex High School, the White High School, in 1939. He was, and, and now as an attorney, the town attorney of Apex for 40 years, he was keenly interested in getting some kind of history produced and that could be handed out to people, or perhaps sold for a small fee, to people in Apex for this occasion. So the summer before that, so in 1972, he said, Toby, why not this summer you do some research and write up what you find and we'll get it published? You got to understand our dad's priorities. Everybody else in town was getting excited about having a parade, a beauty contest for the women, a beard growing contest for the men, and then a rocking chair contest for everybody. In fact, my one of my best friends, Joel Gaster, won the rocking chair contest. <laughs> wow, yeah. But dad thought, that the way to really celebrate history is to learn about it. So he said, nobody's written a book on Apex history. Toby, well, yeah. why don't you do that? Yeah, and so <laughs> it just so happened I had finished my sophomore year in college, and I was thinking, I'd learned about this idea of an independent project, which is basically you don't have to go to class and you get full course credit. You're like, brilliant, let's do it. So, yeah, I was like, I, I just need to find a project to do, and then I write a long paper, and I get one full course credit, and I can kind of write easy that fall semester. Well, Dad came to me and proposed that I write this history, so it was a win-win situation. He won in the sense that he got a book published that he could hand out to his friends, and I got one full course credit. Excellent. So, yeah, absolutely a win-win. And that was the beginning, huh, of your historical journey through Apex? Well, that was the beginning of the formal <laughs> the, the, the formal uh, work of doing the research. I mean, we've been listening to stories. Gotcha. So you came <laughs> up on it, and at this point it yeah. was started right. I think he wanted us to write them down, and he got the whole family involved. I mean, he paid the cost of publishing the book, and he was the resource. He knew every person and their families for generations going back. So he would always say, go talk to this person or that person. But he got us all involved. Um, Mom was assigned the task of doing research on the historic building in town. And Apex had some fascinating buildings. Just one example. The old Joseph Lane House used to be in Apex. It's now been moved to Raleigh in, in Umstead Park or next to Umstead Park. But that was the oldest house in Wake County that was still standing other than the Joel Lane house. Joel was Joseph's brother. And that was here on the outskirts of the east side of Apex. And I remember they had me climb up a tall ladder to the top of the chimney. I was just a high school kid because they would mark the age of the house on the brick that was on top. It said 1775, and I took a picture of it. And that was so cool for a kid to document the oldest house in White County outside of Raleigh. Toby assigned me the topic of learning about the schools. Okay. So researching the white schools, this was segregate period of segregation, was fairly straightforward because there was a lot of written published material. In the case of the black schools, that was not the case. 
And I said, what do I do? My dad said, well, you just go talk to Ms. Bader DeLoach. So I called her on the phone. She invited me over for tea and cookies. She was a lady maybe in her 80s. She was there with her best lifelong friend, Mary Baldwin Stewart, brother of the Baldwin of the Baldwin gang. And those ladies regaled me with stories of going to school at Apex Normal and Collegiate Institute, the black school of that era, back at 1900. Then they showed me their, quote, high school picture, really middle school, from 1910. It had 84 children on it. They were able to identify all but 15 of them. I wrote all those names down, documented. We put it in the book. I still see that picture around Apex. And, again, what a cool experience for a high school kid to be able to preserve something that if I had waited 10 more years, nobody would have known who those people were. Yeah, that's really absolutely amazing. So getting to talk to people directly and get stories from them sounds fantastic. I mean, isn't that a lot more fun than a parade? So I became a history major in college. I guess it had an influence. I had something to do with it. That was the first edition. It was a little black book, a little over 100 pages. And that, I don't know, we had four or 500 copies uh, printed. 500. Was it 500? Okay. And so those were sold out. Most of them were sold out during that celebration or shortly thereafter. But after about five or ten years, they were all gone, and then we started hearing a refrain from our mother. Our our father passed away in 1992, but Mama kept the refrain going, and it it went something like this. The other day, I was talking to Ms. So-and-so, and she said she wanted to buy one of your books, and I had to tell her, we don't have any more books to sell, and she seemed very disappointed. So, boys, when are you going to make some more books? And uh, at that point, Warren and I were both uh, married. We had children. We had full-time jobs. Uh, you, you know, and we lived far away. And we lived far away. I, I was—I've already told you where I lived. It was none of those was North Carolina, really. And, and I was in Texas. Warren was in Texas. So it was not a matter of just simply reprinting what we'd already had printed up, because in the meantime. Dad had continued doing research. He loved it, and he would write articles for the then Apex paper, and those articles contained valuable historical information that was new and was not part of the book. In addition, we knew that there were other things that we had not learned or had not had enough time to investigate that we needed to do. In other words, we knew that if we were going to do a second edition, it would have to be seriously revived. And you can see that it was seriously revived when we finally uh, published the second edition in 2010, the size, the number of pages, the number of pictures, everything is much greater the second than the first. What got me going was our mom, about 15 years ago, she developed some serious health issues, and I had to start spending more time in Apex helping take care of her. In fact, I quit my job there at one point for about two years, and I was there a lot. She knew everybody in town, and she would invite, we basically, she and I launched an oral history project together. She would invite her friends over. She would serve them tea. Some of the friends she'd serve other things to, but it was a, still a Southern Baptist town. And we would just talk. They would talk, and I would take notes. And in all, we interviewed about 25 senior citizens. 
And those stories formed a large part of the basis of the new edition of the book. Well, that sounds extremely interesting. Um, I know that you, did you want to say anything more about that before we move into the story that you guys have planned for us today? Well, just to underline the fact that Warren's and my interest in Apex history was based on the interest, the deep interest that our father had and that mom, she grew up in Sampson County, but in marrying dad, she sort of married into Western Wake County, the whole, the family and the culture and so forth, the history that she was interested in as well. And so they were keenly interested in history. And in fact, each in their own way made a little history themselves. Well, we're, we're proud of it. Yeah. And clearly their interest, you know, poured over into you because if you had found it boring, that would have been the end of that. Right. But obviously you uncovered some very interesting stories along the way. It was better than anything you'd see on TV or Hollywood, I think. Um, one other thing, I want to make a plug for the Olivia Rainey Local History Library. Okay. From the time I was in high school, I spent hours there. And then when I came back to work on the second edition, I moved practically moved in over there. They have so many rich resources for the history of Apex and Wake County. And where is and, that? <laughs> It's now located on the east side of Raleigh. Unfortunately, you've got to go around the bypass. It takes about 20 minutes to get there from downtown Apex. Okay. We'll include yeah. a link to that in the show then. It's yeah. A, and I never even had heard of it. I'm a little embarrassed to admit, but can you tell me the full name of it again? The Olivia, O-L-I-V-I-A, Rainey, R-A-N-E-Y, Local History Library. It's now a part of Wake County Public Libraries. So it's wcpl.gov, and then go to library, and then within the county library system, uh, you'll see this. It's a sister library to the Eva Perry Library in Apex. Okay. The difference is that uh, historical materials, like old newspapers from the 1860s, even from the Apex area or Holly Springs, they're all over there on microfilm. Well, that's really great to know. Well, how do you guys feel? Do you feel ready to get into some stories for us? We do. Uh, We've already mentioned some good topics. The Baldwin family, the Baldwin gang, the Civil War, how it basically ended in western White County, which I think is kind of cool. There are, we mentioned the the interesting communities around western White County. Some perhaps tell those stories. We even thought of telling stories of famous people who grew up in Apex and moved on to to change the world. But we decided just for this first time, we should tell the story about what Toby and I consider to be the town of Apex's defining moment. Actually, you know what, Amber, let's hold on. Before we get to the story, because this interview was so engaging, I think this is a whole episode in and of itself. So I tell you what, listeners, if you want to hear our first story, which is called Death or Resurrection, the story of the 1911 fire in Apex. Tune into our next episode. And also, after that, there's going to be story after story. We're planning on doing this probably quarterly. Uh, Amber, what are some other things people are going to get the chance to hear about? Oh, my gosh. Warren and Toby had so many great stories. It was really hard to kind of narrow down all the stories they had. But we wanted them to talk about the notorious Baldwin Brothers bootlegging gang. We wanted to hear about how the Civil War came to Apex. 
And also how Apex got its name. Did you say that one? Yeah, how Apex got its name and also how the Apex schools were desegregated. Yes, and from personal experience. Um, So there's so many good stories ahead of us. Uh, If you want to get started with your first story, go ahead and click over to the next episode, Death and Resurrection, and we'll catch you next time.